Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Within the autism and special needs community, there is a lot of focus and education and training resources that focused around early childhood. And that's great, but there's not as much focus on the transition to adulthood. And this time period makes such a big impact on impact on the lives of our kids. And it's kind of scary. Parents and families have a team of teachers and professionals that walk them through the whole school process and that quickly disappears upon those adult years. Well, today I'm talking to someone who is going through this process right now. I am talking to Melinda Dalton-Cook, and she has an 18-year-old daughter, Paige, who is on the autism spectrum. And she shares her perspective as a parent on how that journey into adulthood is going, on what the unknowns were, and what she wishes she would have known ahead of time. She and her husband, Chad, started a group specific for parents that are in this transition time with their kids called Autism Masterminds. I love that she saw a need for a community for parents that are in this position and she just created it. You know, she didn't complain that it wasn't there. She made it herself. 
Melinda and I share some stories on advice for both teachers and parents on how to best support families during this time. So whether you are a teacher or whether you are a parent, I think this is a great episode to listen to because we should be thinking about these years of transition early. This isn't something that only applies to junior high and high school teachers. Even early childhood teachers should really start to lay the foundation for those years into adulthood and what that could look like. Hi, Melinda. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Hi. You know, I'm I'm good. We're, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love before we jump into our conversation for you to share a little bit about yourself and your family and kind of the advocacy work you're doing in the special needs community. Absolutely. My name is Melinda Dalton Cook, and I. Also, I've been married for 24 years. I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we've been together. I know we've been together for uh, 28 years. This past couple days, um, uh, April 20th, we have a daughter who just turned 18. So we're dealing with all those transitional things into adulthood for her. And she is on the autism spectrum. She also has epilepsy and anaphylactic food allergies. So when our, her name is Paige. I should have said that in the beginning. Her <laughs> name is Paige. I'll refer to her as Paige. And when Paige was younger, I was first-time parent. I, I always joke now that her middle name is Anne Dunn, so one and done. And <laughs> she was a happy, amazing baby. We were so excited to have her and around 20, I'd say about 18 months, 17 months, 18 months, she had a heart condition and we uh, took her into the hospital for that and she had a stint put in and that was fine. And then after that, we noticed some regression with her. So around 24 months, I started getting her tested and at 27 months, we got an autism spectrum diagnosis. So we've been navigating through that for 18 years, a little less than 18 years. And, and that was back in 2004. So there was a lot of changes since then on therapy wise and advocacy wise. And we've just been, I think all parents go through this. They try to navigate that beginning part where you're like in the weeds and then you get to know what you're doing and then everything changes. <laughs> then you have to go through middle school and that <laughs> changes everything. And then you transition to high school and then you have to decide what you're going to do. The school is, are you diploma bound? Are you certificate bound? And you have to decide what path your child will take. And that was a very difficult decision for us to make. Though I knew we did the right one, but it was it was still difficult because we wanted her to go the educational route and go to college and you know thrive in life. But it turned out to be a little bit different for her. So she's definitely going to be certificate bound. She is minimally verbal. I like to say pre-verbal because she does have some words and uh, verbal apraxia. So it's kind of hard to understand what she's saying, but receptively she knows so much and she can type out things on her device, which is great. And through all this, over the years, 
I've, you talked about my advocacy for her and other parents. Mm-hmm. I started uh, recently, last year, I started a group called Autism Masterminds. And I just, on a whim one night, I said to my husband, Chad, I said, you know what, there's nothing available for parents just to sit around, roundtable discussion, talk about our children, what we're planning for the futures, whether it be housing, education, jobs, micro-business. There's nobody talking about these things for our kids who are older. And I just said, let's make something. Let's not, it's not affiliated with an organization or a nonprofit. We just want parents to come and be able to give advice to other parents from past experience or brainstorm together what we're going to do. So that's what we did. And we started meeting in person and it's been great. We've shared so many experiences with one another. I've learned so much. I learn a lot from other parents, as I'm sure you've heard before. It's, you know, other parents that have gone through things. You just learn so much. And then you like to pay it forward and give said information to other families that are coming up. So we've talked. What a great, like, legacy start, you know, like kind of continuing <laughs> to help people. Right. Because it is, you know, the other parents that have kind of paved the way before you that right. are going to be probably the most helpful. That is true. I learn a lot from them. I mean, as well as professionals. And the best part, a lot of our parents are professionals in the field. And it there's a mom that has a developed a program, a workability program for her son. And now she's offering it to other other students on the spectrum. And it's wonderful. And they teach them things in the community. They teach them how to make a micro business. If they don't want to do that, they, they give them the skills and provide the support for them to work, uh, in any job. So it, yeah, it's great. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So we have a lot of those type of professionals come in and speak to us as well as we had one pa- prior to this strange pandemic, we had one come in that talked about SSI and that social security for anybody who doesn't know and and if your if your child qualifies when they're 18 then it's it's like getting unemployment for them because they won't be able to work and it's it's minimal it's it's you couldn't survive off of it that's for sure <laughs> but, yeah. but we have we have our uh, we just had a speaker come in and talk about it so and she was a lawyer at the, one of the biggest firms in, I'm in San Diego, California, and she's at one of the biggest nonprofit firms. And we were honored to have her come in. I, I said to her, I go, you want to come and talk to my little group? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I'd be happy to. So that's, that's what we're doing. And I'm just trying to make the best future that I can for Paige and, and her community. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. That's great. You know, I was excited to talk with you today because I think, as you said, there is a lot of, you know, new focus and new awareness on autism, you know, especially in the past 10 years, which is great. But a lot of it is focused on early childhood and on the school years. And, you know, thinking about transition is something that I always encourage parents and teachers, even of younger kids, to start to think about. Because I'm sure, as you know, you know, you blink and they went from eight to 18 and suddenly you're like, shoot, what am I doing now? <laughs> um, so I think the more, you know, conversations and awareness and knowledge we can bring to this transition, the better. Absolutely. Uh, it is hard. There's so many things that, like you just said, when you're, it's the young, when your kids are younger, you're navigating school and therapies and you know, uh, ABA or speech or going to equestrian therapy, and then you're not thinking about when they're older. So I, I do try to encourage families to start thinking about things way ahead of time, even if it's simple, mm-hmm. even if it's thinking about building those relationships with others other than in your fam- maybe in your family, extended family or friends that could help you along your path as, as your kids grow up. And will they change? Of course. But just simple things to start out doing prior that I had no idea to do that. I had no idea to to build my circle of Paige's trust circle up. I had no idea that I should be doing that early on in life. And I wish I would have started sooner. Now I'm looking at some of her respite workers or her, her aides at school. I'm looking to them to help me with her after school and on a personal level with Paige. Yeah, that's a great idea because, yeah, I mean, and the school process is whether, you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever it looks like, it is is a process that's set up and there's Mm -hmm. people to help you and hold your hand. And then all of a sudden, you know, your child turns 18 or turns 21 and it's like, Bye. Bye. See Good luck. Good luck with forever, (laughs) you know, and (laughs) you're like, what? You're kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know. Well, the hardest part for me, I I believe, is when, oh gosh, it was maybe three years ago, so 16, maybe 15 years old, and I, in the IEP meeting, on the in the yearly IEP meeting, I was thrown a piece of paper saying, okay, let's talk about her trans- transition program, and I said, what is that? <laughs> I don't even know like what that is. And you know, I was there was no forewarning. There was, you know, it wasn't included in those draft goals. And <laughs> I was I was sitting there thinking to myself, I have no idea. Like I felt bamboozled that I didn't have information prior to this meeting. So I said, This is crazy. I'm gonna ask around to my friends to see what this is all about. And I mean, and then of course I understand now what it means, but for the transition program, they want you to make goals that are going to help your child, whether they're diploma bound, going to college or otherwise. 
if they're certificate bound and they're gonna either work in the community or go to an adult program after they're done with their, you know, age here it's twenty-two. So after they're done with their their school age at twenty-two or eighteen when you get a diploma. But that was so hard for me. Yeah. When they, when they threw that at me and I said, What are we what? I need to plan her future right now You're like she's only 15 <laughs> I know and so that was hard and I want to encourage any parent to ask when that happens at your school even if your child is 10 I would say like how many years do I have to think about this yeah and then you can talk about resources and I I wish that I would have known prior to that because I would have guided the IEPs in that or IEP goals in that direction mm-hmm. and instead of making up new things for Paige. I would have kind of guided that along throughout her her high school years. Yeah, that's a good point. Like starting to think about mm-hmm. earlier what how can we really get into this skill instead of exactly. adding something new. Right. So exactly. what are some things that, you know, teachers or clinicians can be doing to support, you know, students and families during this time, but as you said, even ahead of this transition mm-hmm. time. Well, I mean, of course, you know, like this is a weird time and I think we're still trying (laughs) to figure it out. I keep saying that I keep saying that um, I don't know what's going to happen from not from day to day, but from hour to hour. I know, exactly. (laughs) when When this all started, it was parents, we were kind of texting each other and saying, okay, you know, LA school district closed, we're next because we're the second largest in California. So, you know, as soon as San Diego Unified closed down and then it kind of, you know, the trickle effect down and we're in the North North County part of San Diego and we're like, oh, there goes school. (laughs) And and, uh, but the hardest part for me is it's the online support that they want to do. The online uh, uh, virtual school. I forget what it's called. I forget the technical term that they're calling it now. what is it? Do you know? E-learning or distance E-learning, learning or yeah, distance yeah. Learning. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So we, I've had, it took a while because uh, Paige is in a uh, non-public school. So it's a, it's a tiny school and they have to get permission from each di- district on whether or not that they can proceed. So we had to wait uh, four weeks from the date that she got out of school, which was March 13th. And a poor kid turned 18 on March 16th. So she was in quarantine oh. with her birthday. Quarantine the, birthday. Quarantine birthday is right. So that's okay. And so we did online support. And by online support, I mean, I'm talking to the teacher. So mm-hmm. it was a struggle in the beginning to get started with, with this online learning. They did give me uh, some websites and things like that and and some programs that they do on the computer at school so that was great but the problem was the problem is Paige doesn't learn online Paige doesn't do you know regular classroom work she her class is a practical skills class so it's all community-based so we went from, she went from doing everything in the community and by community, I mean, they go to the grocery store. So they make their 
grocery list on Monday and they get snacks for school or lunch items for school for the week. So they write up a list, they make a budget, they go to the store, they do all the things at the store, they gather their items, they come to the register, they pay, they bag up everything, they go back to school, uh, they put their snacks away or they make the food for the week. So going from that to saying to her, you have to sit here and learn on this computer. That was a hard transition. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But she's a trooper and she's actually doing really, really well other than the sleeping, but she's doing, <laughs> she's doing really well. And I, so the best part is now I have the OT from her school called me yesterday and they had a meeting, a, um, an online meeting that with, I think it was Zoom, one of their, the platform they have at school. And she got to see her and Paige was excited and they did some typing together on Zoom, which was great because that's one of her goals and for OT. And we talked about another goal for OT. So it is, I don't know, it's hard for me as a parent to do what they're doing at school, but they have helped me with a couple of cool things. One page had a uh, snack cart at school that she sold little things and she sold healthy snacks during the breaks at school for 50 cents. So she was not only learning money and, and change, you know, to give the change back to students, but she was interacting with students and she was doing inventory and that sort of thing with her snack cart. So now that her teacher actually helped me find another micro business for her. So my, her pages teacher lives on um, a lot of acres of land and she has a lot of fruit trees. So we decided that Paige would go and have a fruit delivery business. So we go to her house and we pick oranges and grapefruits and limes and lemons and avocado and peaches coming up. And we go and we pick them at her house, which we do all social distancing and wearing the, <laughs> ma wearing the masks, which Paige is actually great with a mask, which is wonderful. And no sensory issues with the mask thus far, which is good. And we deliver them to staff at the school. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. Paige packs it up and we just did it last night and we have 12 deliveries today. Well, that's awesome. I love like the thinking outside the box mm -hmm. and being a little creative about these solutions. Right. I and love that, the focus like that you and obviously Paige's school has had on on life skills and really mm -hmm. thinking functionally about the things she has to learn. And this is kind of a question I get a lot, especially like junior high, early high school mm -hmm. teachers. And, and sometimes they'll kind of ask, well, when do we stop academics and switch to life skills? And I'm like, well, never. never. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to always work on <laughs> academics uh -huh. within the structure of, exactly. you know, a functional skill. So what do you think kind of from your experience and thinking about her transition into adulthood, what are the most important skills for her to learn and practice within school so she's as ready as she can be for being an adult? I think that a lot of community-based things is great for her to learn, not only navigating, like I said, the grocery store, but public transportation and uh, just 
being able to be out in the community and they work on that at school as well. They do different scenarios. Like if this happens, what do you do? And Paige will always have support with her wherever she goes. But I think it's important for them to teach life skills. Not, I mean, some schools teach like, you know, cleaning up things or cooking. And they do some cooking at Paige's school, like simple things, making a smoothie, being able to make a snack for yourself, a simple snack for yourself, or even as elaborate as making a lunch, like some rice and maybe a protein, something like that, like teaching them those type of skills at school. And then hopefully the parent can, it will transition over to home and parents can kind of collaborate with the school and say, oh, okay, let's, let's try making rice today or pasta today or something simple that they can do. But I think it's important that that not and you never stop learning. Paige never stops learning. She loves to read and she loves to type, and she always is wants to engage on this program that we have on the computer that has to do with spelling. Like she always wants to learn new things. And at school, they're still teaching academics, but it's in a functional way. It's That's more, great. yeah. It's more like if you. Uh, some of some of the students there are diploma bound and they're learning, you know, math and algebra and whatever the other upper maths are. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and but Paige is learning math in a functional way. She and and the director at the school always jokes, she says, My kids that are diploma bound don't even know how much a block of cheese costs. But <laughs> my practical skills class can tell you how much the cheese costs per ounce. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. You know, <laughs> we and, all need that. <laughs> right. And it's it's just those things that we take for granted as adults that we don't even realize that we we already know. And they're teaching them those things. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And so they'll be more ready, you know. Oh, definitely. Um, and thinking about, you know, since you talk to a lot of parents, mm-hmm. obviously, that are in the same situation you are, transitioning into adulthood, obviously people have good moments, bad moments mm-hmm. with teachers and administrators and staff. Right. Um, but thinking about how difficult that journey can be in that transition, and like you talked about the surprise of getting that transition paper, what are some things that teachers can do to help with that transition process? So it's not a surprise and it's not right. maybe as daunting as it seems. I have spoke to Paige's teacher, actually, and the director of the school, and I said, hey, can you just, when parents come into this program, whether it be, I I believe they start at second grade, whether it be at second grade or older, and I said, why don't you tell them, hey, at this age, this is the timeline. Here's what we're going to do. Here's this and this and this, and hey, by the way, at age 15 or uh, freshman year of high school, we're going to start talking about transition. Don't worry. 
we're not going to make you, you know, stick to anything or be very specific on goals. We're going to generate, you know, just generalize it. We're going to talk about it. I just want you to know that it's there. And yeah, that's, that's you know, awesome. That's it. <laughs> so it's like I to like paint that, that big picture, you know, exactly. like even for a second grader, like this is what your journey in special ed will look like. Exactly. And it's, and I think a lot of, one, a lot of schools don't want to be responsible for things that they say, which I understand. But it's if you're going in because navigating the school when you're first starting out, it's scary. It's scary going to your first IEP. You have no idea what's going to happen as a parent. I didn't. I didn't know what was going to happen. Now it's more. I think a lot of people are talking about it a little bit more, but it's like, do you bring an advocate? Do you bring an attorney? What are goals? What are, you know, what are goals? What are your rights? What What yeah. is this IEP team? What does IEP stand for? You know, like all these acronyms and things that parents are kind of blindly put in this meeting and they're expected to know all these things when no one is explaining them to them. And, you know, there some schools, it's, I don't want to say robots, but they've done it so many times that they forget that parents don't understand or haven't done this before. Yes, so that it, is such a good point. When it's like the team's like 52nd IEP that week, you're just like going through the motions, but you're like, wait, for this mom and dad, this is like a big deal. First one. Yeah. First yeah. one or, or close to first one. <laughs> yeah. You know, even and. A lot of parents don't know that you can ask to record the meeting just for your reference later if something is said that you thought was different than what you wrote down or what you thought was going to happen. But parents don't know that you need some schools require 24 hours. Some schools require a week of written, uh, you know, written permission or written authorization to record said meeting. And a lot of parents don't know that you shouldn't sign your IEP at the meeting. Take it home, sleep on it, make sure everything is to what you want to have for your child for the next year because these goals that they make are for an entire year. And you have to pretty much stay on top of things just to make sure. And, and I'm not saying that every program is like that, but for me, I wanted to stay on top of things and make sure that I am getting the the goals and the progress on the goals in a timely manner, and I and ask what you, what is that timeline? Like, when do I get those the progress on these goals? And for me, I've always been able to take Paige to school and you know bring her into the classroom and talk to the teacher on a daily basis. But some parents who are not able to do that, they have no idea what their child is doing at school every day. Unless they, I, I always say to parents, like, just email or text or have communication all the time and start from the very beginning so it becomes the standard with you, with the, the parent and the teacher and, yes, the, that's and great the student. Advice. So, you know, open that line of communication, whether it's just, you know, a simple email saying, you know, Paige did wonderful today and this is what we learned or Paige you know, there's going to be an incident report coming home today and I want you to take a look and let's, let's talk about what we're going to do. Maybe we can make a phone call together and talk about this new behavior that came up, that sort of thing. But I fully advocate for being in just 
making sure that you are in communication with your team, with your entire team at school. Yes. And teachers can initiate that too mm-hmm. if like oh, families definitely. haven't. Because like you said, yeah. they might not know. Like, mm-hmm. am I allowed to email the teacher and ask about that? Like, yep, yeah. you are and you should. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I and do. It makes- I- yeah, and right. it makes it better for everyone. <laughs> it does make it better for everyone. And and actually, we're fortunate, Paige's school. They, the aides at her school, she has a one-to-one, and she has two of them, actually, and um, they split the week. And they will communicate with me via text, and Paige actually sends an email. One of her goals is sending, typing out an email every day and sending it to us on what she did. And oh, that's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see what she did because she's not going to answer me when I pick her up at school, but she can type out everything and she they take pictures throughout the day. So she'll take pictures of what she's doing and she'll slide those in the email or she'll send me a text on her on her teacher's phone. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, what well, again, like academics and functional, right? Like typing, spelling, using yep. technology, but in a functional way that you and I do every day, mm-hmm. send emails, send texts, and <laughs> exactly. opens that line of communication. It does. That's yeah. great. Well, your daughter is so lucky to have such a, a dedicated advocate for a parent because I, I love that, like, you know, you saw something that wasn't there. You know, we need a community centered around transition and the journey to adulthood. So let's not just be annoyed it's not here. Let's Let's make one. You know, that's going to make an impact in so many kids' lives. So that's just so awesome. And I hope that inspires other other parents and teachers. If you're if you see something that's missing, you know, then yeah. start it. <laughs> yeah, build it. That's what I mean. I've always said that we had a, a coffee group for years now. And it's just a bunch of moms that said, hey, let's get together for coffee. And now we're up to 200 parents. Oh, my and gosh. I wow. Know. We get together. And this is this is in addition to the autism masterminds. And it's just a group of us parents that we do mom's night outs. We do coffees together and it's just getting together in our community and helping one another chit chatting and throwing off some steam and, you know, (laughs) having a glass of wine or a cup of coffee together. And because we all understand our lives. Yeah. We all understand. And and so few people do, you know, you need your, your people. (laughs) I know. I always say, find your community Find yes. your tribe within that community and then find your friends within that within that tribe so that you can bounce ideas off each other. And especially right now, you can call and vent. I have my venter, my ventures. <laughs> I have my venting friends and I have my ventees. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, call, we call each other because we understand our kids are basically at the same levels and we yeah. understand what, what it's all about and we help one, we help one another. And that's especially right now during this, COVID thing. We are, we're doing Zoom meetings and we have one on Friday with the, the whole group of us. And so far, like 50 people have signed up. So this ought to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be a bunch of us just giggling and laughing and checking in with one another and making sure that we're doing okay. And I, and I love those check-ins. If anybody like at any time, not even during this, this pandemic time, just check in check in with your sister, you know, just check in with her and make sure she's doing okay. And even you can tell if, you know, ask, ask questions, say not, how are you, but like, how's Sarah, you know, how's Alex doing? What's Alex doing at school? Are there any new behaviors? Just slide those into the conversation in like a loving way. And, and you'd be surprised at the parents who go, Oh my gosh, you know, Alex isn't sleeping. 
and this is driving <laughs> me crazy. I don't know what to do. And you can either, you know, offer some advice like, oh, Paige, you know, I gave her this and that and the other thing. Or, uh, you know, hopefully you'll, you know, I understand. I've been there. You know, I totally get it. Call me at four in the morning. I'm up too. <laughs> You know, yeah, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. So it's, I know it's really hard for parents right now, but it's just, if you communicate with each other and don't feel bad about reaching out and you're not bothering anybody, you're not, you know, and anybody listening now, can they can message me. I, I will, de- you know, for sure, I, just talk to you. Oh, that's so great. Well, can you tell everyone a little bit more about where they can find out more about you and your podcast as well? Oh, yes. We do have a podcast. My husband and I started a podcast. It was called Sands the Sugar Coat. And then we, that was a blog that I did for years, uh, just talking about not only Paige, but my life in general. But we changed it to Autism Mastermind after we started this group. So we ch- we changed the the title of it because it kind of fits together with with our platform. So we talk about Paige's past, her present, and building her future. So we are at Autism Mastermind on Apple and Spotify on the podcast, and Autism Mastermind on all socials and on YouTube. I started a YouTube channel showing life skills that I've done with Paige over the oh, years. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Melinda. Oh, thanks for having me, Sasha. Bye-bye. If you would have told me a few years ago that my favorite part of my job is getting up in front of sometimes a few hundred people and giving a presentation on data or behavior academics, I would have thought you were crazy. I did not always like public speaking. Actually, to be totally honest, public speaking was something I used to be pretty afraid of. But now it's literally my favorite part of my job. I love being in a room of my people, of the special ed world, teachers and parents and clinicians, and everyone that's on the front lines that's working so hard for our students to give them the best opportunities and the best classroom experience. I love being in a room of everyone that understands how hard this job can be, but also how amazing it is and how important those little victories are on a daily basis. When I do a PD, my goal is to bring value. I wanna bring action items, ideas and strategies that you can do tomorrow in your classroom. I have sat through too many professional developments that either didn't apply to me or were too hypothetical and philosophical. And my special ed heart always wanted to know, what do I do next? What do I do tomorrow? If you are interested in learning more about how I can come to your school to do a professional development, please visit theautismhelper.com backslash speaking. There's a contact form as well as a lot of information about all of the different sessions I give. I'm happy to answer any questions and work with your school district. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. 
You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.